Welcome to episode 14 of Influencer Insights. I am back with another Q&A version of the podcast today, so let's just get right on into things. Before we get started, I want to know, are you a part of our amazing Facebook community yet? It's a fabulous place to dive deeper into each episode with myself and other podcast listeners to ask questions about the show or episode and receive exclusive bonuses relating to the show. If you're not a part of our awesome community yet, we'd love to have you there. Visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast to be a part of this wonderful community. Welcome to the influencer podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Today's question comes from Natalie Loranger, and I'm actually answering a bonus question that she sent in as well. Here's what Natalie asked. How do you balance staying real on Instagram while also having a curated, pretty-to-look-at feed? I feel like I get mixed messages about this, and there are so many tips floating around about how to create a perfectly curated flowing feed, but those never look real to me, and I've heard the same from others. Do I have to choose between one? appealing to the crowd that likes to look at real, genuine people, or two, appealing to the crowd that prefers to look at Instagram as a dream world. Is there a way to do both? So that was question number one. And for question number two, Natalie writes, I'm basically throwing a fit and refusing to niche down because all of the bloggers, influencers, YouTubers that I love don't seem to have one specific niche. I love that so many people are doing lifestyle as a whole because it really does all fit together, but I hear so much buzz about how having a specific niche helps you grow faster. Is there a balance here? Well, there were a few different questions in there, but mainly Natalie is asking two things. One, should your Instagram feed be curated and perfected or raw and unfiltered? And then two, do you absolutely have to niche in the blogging world? I love both of these questions, so I am excited to skin these cats today. I actually have a fairly simple answer for each, along with quick action items that you can tackle today if you happen to be wondering the same things. So Natalie's first question on Instagram feeds, this one is very, very common. This is a common concern that I hear a lot. Should your feed be mainly professional photos that fit together perfectly and are more dream world, or should your feed be more full of real life unfiltered moments that you don't always feel like flow together, like what you would see on a billboard or a magazine? Well, the answer is simple, and it's the same answer for every type of influencer. You gotta look at the data. Numbers don't lie, people. My action item for this question is to go into your Instagram analytics and do some comparing. First, gather the number of likes, impressions, and comments from your last 10 Dream World curated photos or the last three months, whatever makes more sense for your account, and then do the same thing for more of the real and raw unfiltered posts. Write down the data, and then you can go over these numbers over the span of time. So once you compare the numbers for each type of post, you should 
should have a better idea of what your audience is responding to, which is what you're looking for, right? So what kind of content is engaging for your audience? What are they responding to? What seems to really attract them? These are the questions that you're wanting to answer with this data that you're pulling together. If one type of post is the clear winner, like 80% of your audience clearly likes X over Y, then that's what I would suggest focusing on. Basically, let your audience decide for you. Now, if your numbers are pretty even and your audience seems to be engaging with both, then it sounds to me like you can keep both. It's not something that you have to worry about. You can just keep mixing it up if they seem to be liking both. Something else that you could easily do if you don't want to dive all into this data analysis is do a quick Instagram story and create a poll. Simply ask your audience on the Instagram story, do you want to see more raw, unfiltered, photos or do you want to see more professionally shot curated photos? As simple as that. You can ask them a few questions relating to this topic and then form a response and feedback from that way as well. I actually suggest doing this practice every few months to stay aligned with what's working on your platform versus what's not. And my second action item for this Instagram feed question is again, really simple. You ready for it? Stop overthinking it. Instagram can drive us crazy if we let it. Believe me, so much of the app fluctuates and seems impossible to keep up with, and I totally get it. But just keep coming back to what you know in your heart, to what the data is telling you, and to what your audience wants from you. You will drive yourself bananas trying to appeal to everyone all the time. Like I say a lot, if you're talking to everybody, you are talking to nobody. So focus on what the majority of your audience audience is telling you while not overthinking every single little thing. Okay, moving on to Natalie's second question. Natalie wrote in and said, I'm basically throwing a fit and refusing to niche down because of all the bloggers, influencers, and YouTubers that I love, they don't have one specific niche. So... How do I really fit all of this together? I hear so much buzz about having a niche, but where do I balance here? So Natalie wants to know if you absolutely must niche down in order to grow. And my short answer is kind of similar to the answer to question number one. It's really all about your gut and all about the information and the data at hand. And you'll see what I mean here in a second. So my first action item here is to ask yourself a few questions. What is your strategy on Instagram? And by that, I mean, what is your goal? Who are you talking to? How are you presenting information to your audience in a way that they can easily retain and consume it? Once you develop really strong answers to those questions, you can start to see what's working for you. And hey, if everything seems to be working well for you, then you are gravy, baby. There is no need to niche down or to remove something that's not working well. If your strategy is supporting several focus areas and your audience is responding well, maybe you're not a specific niche influencer like myself. After all, I'm a huge believer that you shouldn't force yourself into a box if you don't have to. You gotta listen to yourself and your community as you figure out what's working and what's going to help get you to where you want to go. And if that's a few things, then so be it. But on the contrary, you may see things start to pop off the page for you as you think about answers to those questions because it's all about commonalities here. You might see that something isn't really aligned with how you're trying to present your brand to your audience. You might realize that, hey, people actually aren't connecting to my 
fill in the blank. And that's actually not a main backbone to what I want to do anyways. It's all about absorbing the data and then keeping that in mind when aligning with your brand strategy. You've just got to test things out and reflect on them in a tactical way instead of throwing spaghetti on the wall and hoping that it sticks, which by the way, is why so many people have trouble niching down in this industry. It's because they don't have a strategy at all. They aren't able to revert back to a strategy and then ask themselves those questions. They have no compass, they have no roadmap, they have no vision. Now, my second action item for this question is to do just that. Create a strategy. Now, that's a whole other conversation, but you can hear much more on that topic and my advice there on the Influencer Podcast, episode 20, with my amazing friend, Jasmine Starr. It is a fabulous episode. You do not want to miss it. All right. To summarize my action items for this episode, let's quickly go through them one more time. First, Compare data from different types of posts on your Instagram feed and let your audience decide what they connect with and what you should be posting. After all, if you're already creating it and already posting it, you know that you align with it. So just let your audience take the lead. Second, don't overthink Instagram. You'll never be able to please every single follower and you'll never be able to figure out one thing or another with trying to capitalize on everything. So just let it be. Be still, take a breath, and know that you're doing the best that you can. Third, ask yourself questions like, what is my strategy on Instagram? And by that, I mean, what's your goal? Who are you talking to? How are you presenting information to your audience in a way that they can easily retain and consume it? How are you sticking to what's important to you? How are you cultivating your why through the work that you do? What are you passionate about? What is your purpose? Answer those questions. And finally, the fourth action item is to create a strategy, which again, you can hear more about on episode 20 with Jasmine Starr. All right. That is it for this week's episode of Influencer Insights, and I hope that you're feeling a little bit more confident in your feed and your focus areas already. Wanting even more insights? Well, good, because more is waiting for you within our Influencer Podcast Facebook group. The group is a fabulous place to dive deeper into each episode with myself and other listeners and receive exclusive bonuses relating to the show. We'd love to have you there, so visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash The Influencer Podcast to be a part of this wonderful community. I'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts on this episode. Please keep sending in any questions that you may have as I really want to answer them next time. To leave feedback or a question, head to iTunes and share those thoughts or questions there as a review. And you can also send in questions via the newsletter, which you can sign up and gain access to at theinfluencerpodcast.com. But before you go, remember to screenshot this episode and share it with me over on Instagram by tagging at Joel Solomon and hashtagging the Influencer Podcast. I always love to see who's listening alongside me there. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week.